We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Damn. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. June 17th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and intern Jacob, the producer working the board today. Gave me quite the oh, little yeah. scare this morning, pulling up to the studio. I haven't seen this studio on a Friday in years. Looking good, yeah, as any place does on a how's, Friday. How's the mic smelling? Horrible. Yep. As usual. Well, everything's how it should be. Absolutely. But pull up here. Know that Scoots is going to be out. He's on a golf trip and hope he is having a blast. He uh, posted some pictures on his Instagram yesterday. It looked like the course he was playing. Some mountain golf. Pretty cool. Pretty oh, that's nice. fun. Yeah. yeah. Some yeah. really pretty sights and scenes. So we knew he was going to be out today, but pulling up to the studio, no cars in the parking lot. <laughs> and again, I was running a little behind, even you. Most of the time, we'll show up, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes tops before the show starts. Sometimes even less than that, maybe five, six minutes. It's it's an early morning. But I, I was running behind for my standards. Get here, nobody's here, yeah. no cars in the parking lot, and that ain't good. Because I know intern Jacob's got a sweet, nice Mercedes. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to see that bad boy out there. It's not there. So I text the group just like, uh, somebody's got to teach me to learn the board real quick, or I, I don't think intern Jacob's here. I should have waited. Walked up to the door, noticed the door's unlocked, which is also very concerning. So at this point, I know something's up. Open the door, walk in, the lights are on. So again, somebody's been in here, somebody's been moving around. See uh, intern Jake in the producer room when I'm walking in. He didn't drive to the studio this morning. He got dropped off because he had surgery yesterday. You're not allowed to drive after surgery? Well, I'm on hydrocodone. Oh, oh! So this could be a fun. This could be a really wacky Friday edition of the show. <laughs> it's it's on the falling in right now though. So I think you need to turn your mic up. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, otherwise, he, he didn't. He didn't mention before air that he was on illegal drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, no, no, he, they, didn't, he didn't mention that before. Legal drugs. Yeah, legal. Yeah. Wink, For wink. Me at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. <laughs> How's the wrist feeling? You you had surgery. You went under the knife. Few people would show up to work the day after going under anesthesia. It's very brave of you to be here. Very courageous. Maybe the most courageous thing ever in the history of the Big X Sports Radio. So we we appreciate your service. You're really taking one for the team. How how are we feeling right now? I was feeling real good after the surgery. I mean, my arm was numb. Couldn't feel a thing. Woke up this morning. And not the same thing. Mm, not great, Bob. Not feeling good. No. And do we have any sort of cast situation going on over there? Oh yeah. So you can't really 
I guess you could take that off to ice. Do you want us to sign? Can we sign your cast? Oh, it's a split, but you can go. I mean, you can try. Oh, all right. We may have to do that during one of the breaks. But he didn't tell me about the pain pills, which does make sense after having surgery. But he just said that his mom wouldn't let him drive, and I thought it was because he's only got one hand. (laughs) Which would be much funnier. I was like, he's she's not gonna. You're gonna have to drive at some point. Like she's not gonna be driving around for two months or however long you have that thing on, on you. I mean, somebody should do that to Justin. Just take the take his keys away. Sometimes he's not a good driver. That's actually he's wrecked many vehicles. He has many. Yeah. Many. Well, that is that. So everything went well. Everything went smoothly. Screw is in smoothly. Wow, that's nice of your mom to take you this morning. That's an early morning. Do yeah, you, I mean, I, we were w- walking out the door, and I was like, I can drive, and she's like, No, I'll I'll take you. Yeah, if you're on pain pills, probably best not to drive. Do you get to have ice cream after you get wrist surgery? Is that one of the give perks? Me anything. But drugs. Okay. Yeah, he didn't get his like tonsils out. No, that's the joke. Yeah. Yeah. Get some popsicles, Jacob. It's Summer after all. Stupid brace. Well, oh, you goodness. we're excited to see how you do. Priorities for while you're working the board, just make sure the podcast. Everything podcast, very important. It is it's rolling. Rolling. It seems like when we have like rolling. maybe newcomers do the board, that's what either podcast gets delayed, something happens with the podcast, a certain segment wasn't recorded or something like that. It's the first thing to go. Yeah. If we are talking during a commercial break or something, big whoop, people get to hear, you know, us make fun of people that we don't want to make fun of on air. Big whoop, you know? That we can live with that. Podcast though. That's most important. That's exciting. Also, what does it say about producers that intern Jake Takes, you know, three days, four days, learns, boom, now he's running the show. Yeah. Don't speak too soon. Justin Kalen on the hot seat? Oh. Ooh, toasty. Roush, how was your Thursday night? Um, it was a good Thursday. I uh, hopped in the pool for, I don't know, an hour yesterday. Nice. That was nice. Nice. The water was, oh, it was it was one of those two where the water is just absolute perfection. May as well just get out in front of it. Was this a uh, pool above ground or was it, it below ground? It was uh, it was below ground in Lennytown. I was in what? your neck of the woods. You're in Lennytown and you don't even give me a call? Well, I'm, it was a very exclusive club. Oh. Very exclusive club. Who do you was, know in Lennytown? Uh, my cousin lives out there. Um, Good taste. Her kids, uh, one of them is in college back for the summer from Western, but the other one, she plays volleyball at Assumption, and last week was the first week. Uh, coaches could contact her, so that was kind of you know, June fifteenth, and not last week, the two days ago. But same thing with all the basketball players that we report on at KSR. So and so, Kentucky reaches out to X, Y, and Z, and you have all those reports. It's like that's what she's dealing with now. So that's pretty fun. Yeah, that's, that's exciting. Very exciting. Yeah, fun time of your life for sure. Yeah, good. So nice little pool, perfect night for it. Yep, very yep. very toasty. Got a steak sandwich at St. Paul's. Uh, oh, they got so the picnic you, this gosh, weekend. You were all over the place. Yep, yep. And then I was poker afterwards. Holy smokes! Yeah, yeah. And it was almost a super duper profitable night. It was just a regular profitable night. Oh. I, uh, we were doing dealer's choice, and that's what I get for saying let's let's play wild cards this hand. Had a straight mm-hmm. or a flush and lost to a full house. It was yeah. yeah. That one's that one's tough on a real big hand. But uh, still got some walking around money to take it down with me to Nashville. I know there's going to be a few uh, Thornton's texters that will be down in Nashville. Uh, hope you aren't sweating it out too much. Looking, looking forward to the weekend. It's going to be uh, it's going to be real nice, car, real nice. 
Yeah, well, we are going to uh, – we kicked off my, my buddy Chuck's, the the old roommate Charlie's wedding festivities Ooh. last night. At cigar? The, at the cigar bar, yeah. Oh. And that was that was interesting. I It was certainly a place I had never been before. I walk in, I'm like, wow, this place is pretty cool. And the lady, first thing she says, she's like, yeah, one of a kind. You won't find this anywhere else in the area. And before I could even say anything, she was like, especially not in Kentucky. These aren't legal in Kentucky. Oh, and so I, you are in the Hoosier State. And I was like, add it. To the long, and even before I finished that, she was like, list of things, gambling, this, that, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I guess you got to add it to all that. You know your stuff. She was like, I do. She was like, this is why we call it the sunny side over here. And I was like, yeah, I won't go that far. <laughs> I was like, I won't go that far. But it was neat. It was very crowded. Uh, so crowded that we, it was just easier for kind of our group to be out on the patio. Uh, really hot. Old now, TJ, I, really sweat. People I, were looking at me. I was going to say, what kind of attire did you have on? Because typically wedding stuff, you're in the I was longer sleeve. compared to the majority of the folks at this cigar bar. A <sighs> um, lot, lot, of, lot of basketball jerseys and basketball shorts. At a cigar bar? At a cigar bar, yeah. I was wearing uh, a pretty heavy button-up and some nice pants or nice shorts. Just, yeah, you, nice, yeah, okay. Like, you know, uh, I guess khakis. We'll say though, cigar bar does scream a little bit more formal than your typical. I thought, I thought so. I, th- I thought so too. It it, it was popping. This was a, a lot of locals go to this place, and Ooh. we were not locals. Ah, but everybody's nice. It was fun. I'd go back, but it was a it was an experience. But yeah, Did, stuck down on a cigar. It how, was a good time. Um, Sweated a ton, but that's fine. So you were outside for most of it. Is is it is the inside of a cigar bar? Are you walking in and it's just. Like open the door and it's Cheech and Chong smoke rolling out. Well, it's yeah. I mean, it's cigar smoke though, not the devil's. Right, lungs. right, but right. But that correct. kind of yeah, the it, amount. It, it was everywhere. Uh, and then the way they had it set up, you go in. It's just kind of like your normal kind of hole in the wall bar, more than anything else. Uh, cool exterior. Inside was just again pretty, just your normal run of the mill hole in the wall bar, and that was filled with cigar smoke. And they had humidifiers and stuff like that, so it helped. And then to the left was like the cigar lounge, like where you could buy cigars mm-hmm. and also smoke in there. That was a little like classier of a joint. Uh, again, the attire was the same throughout. And then you could walk around to the back, and it had a big back patio. And we hung out on the big back patio. So if you wanted something a little quieter and maybe a little bit more eloquent. You'd go mm. to the lounge. The bar was popping, and that was just cigar smoke everywhere. What's popping? I do wonder if just, like, what would happen if if somebody was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some of the funky smoke here. If anybody would, get, I don't know if get caught's the right word, or if it would be conspicuous enough or not. If they'd care. Yeah, one, would you be, how much would you be able to smell it? How much would it overpower the Especially cigar smoke? Especially when cigar smoke, that's pungent smell. It's heavy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah for sure. But it was a good time. Good good way to kick off the wedding festivities. We're going to try to maybe get some golf in this morning, but it looks like some thunderstorms are going to be rolling around right when we're trying to get off. So maybe not going to happen. But it's going to be a fun weekend. You're excited for your weekend. I'm excited for mine. Jacob, what do you have? Movies and painkillers. Mm. Sounds pretty nice. Ah, yeah, that's that's what Trevor Kelsey calls a holiday weekend. <laughs> that's uh, well, you know, take them responsibly, but and you're 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 on the up and up. You do need to be taken taking it easy. Uh, the news has probably broken to you this morning. If it hasn't, you'll find out here in just a, a few moments. But it's all over the place on social media and in the papers. Uh, but. We heard calls from him yesterday. Mike Pratt has passed away. UK legend, 
in so many different areas and capacities. Uh, it lost, well, you shouldn't even say lost, but but cancer got the got the better of him, and he is uh, no longer with us. It's totally and completely sad. He had a lot more life to live, and cancer remains the absolute and the total worst. But our thoughts are with him, his family, and uh, his colleagues, a lot, a lot of people that were really, really close to him that were really hurting today. So, uh, thinking, thinking of him, it's just it, it's a it's a terrible way to start a Friday, but you'll you'll see that news at some point today, or maybe this is we're breaking it to you for the first time. But it's uh, it's horrible stuff. It really is, and Mike Pratt's just you know it, I I don't know I I don't remember listening to a Kentucky basketball game without Mike Pratt on the call. I'm not sure when that portion of his career yeah, started. I don't know if I could but think of it either. He he always felt like the reasonable one in the room. Uh, maybe not like the he didn't have smartest man in the room syndrome or anything like that, but you could always count on him to be measured um, and to be. I mean, he really embodied Kentucky basketball, even though he was not from the Commonwealth, uh, from nearby Dayton, Ohio. Uh, he was everything that a kid growing up wanted to play Kentucky basketball wanted to be. I mean. Three-year star, all-SEC performer for some great basketball teams. Goes to the professional ranks. Uh, played there, was in, in the front office there, and then returned to Kentucky and was courtside for so many outstanding moments uh, providing commentary. And I, 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 it made me happy, TJ, that we did listen to some of those calls yesterday. Yeah, me too. Because uh, it's, it's, it's going to be – it's just not going to be the same without him. It's just not. Nope, it won't. The, the – so many people, I don't, probably not the most, but it's got to be up there. Just in the world of sports, UK fans listen to their team on radio, I would guess. As you know, probably like some historic baseball teams. I'm sure there's a huge following of folks that listen on radio Red Sox, Yankees, Cubs, stuff right, like that. Right, Maybe right. even the Reds. But in terms of the college athletic ranks, I don't, I, people like listening to UK basketball on the radio, and it's because they have a great team. And they do a great job, and it's a good production. And maybe it hits the nostalgia for a lot of folks. I don't know, but or some people, you know what? I I never listen to a game on a radio except when I have to. Well, if you ever had to, Mike made it a, a really enjoyable experience. And he was, uh, you get a lot of color analysts can go so many different ways. Yeah, yeah. They can be super obnoxious and loud and super bang, bang, Homer, bang. just like over the top, and you're like, okay. I think he was a perfect example of you can be steady as you go and still have everybody kind of hanging on to what you're going to say. Yeah. Didn't have to yell, didn't have to scream, didn't have to, it, it wasn't like, well, you know he's excited this time by the tone of his voice. You Usually, he's just good with words. He's good with words. He's good at describing. You, you would get, not only do you get, uh, I mean, it's the perfect team with him and Leach, where really Leach was. would give you exactly what happened, and then after a big play, Pratt would kind of explain the screen action off the ball, how he got open, mm-hmm. and then, like some of those one lines yesterday, the deuce is loose, and... Oh, man, just so great. He really did a service to the Big Blue Nation through all of his years. And he's also one of those two that, TJ, I I have to admit, Mike Pratt is one of the few people since I got into media that I was almost intimidated by. That I was Really? Yeah. Even though he was the nicest human possible in the few times I talked to him, I was a little bit um, fanboy, intimidated, whatever you want to call it, just because – he, he's he's a UK legend. There's there's no other way to, to describe it. 
Yep, UK legend, gone too soon, even though he lived an amazing life with so many incredible experiences. And for if you're a fan of basketball, that is that's that's a Hall of Fame life. Um, no no denying it. But just gone too soon. Mm-hmm. Seventy is that's that's too young. Uh, you, you, I mean you you feel somewhat if cancer robs somebody, an otherwise otherwise pretty healthy guy, or at least from what we hear and what seems like it's uh just a bummer. Yeah, yeah. Just an absolute bummer. And, and UK basketball radio broadcast will not be the same. And the, the UK family hurting today. One of, we're, th- uh, we're thinking of all of them. One of 60 players to uh, reach the 1,000-point club mm-hmm. in Kentucky basketball history. He's uh, number 26, just outside of the top 25 in all-time scoring, uh, playing with the Cats from 68 to 70. Kind of uh, Dan Issel's right-hand man. He, he didn't always get the shine because Issel was, of course, the star. But uh, it didn't matter to Pratt. He still was outstanding on the court, outstanding next to it. And, oh, man, just a, a sad day across the Big Blue Nation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's go to a break here shortly. Intern Jacob, if you, uh, you know, I know you're young and probably don't listen to a lot of games on UK radio, but you're free to add any any sentiments or condolences if, if you feel necessary. Um, otherwise, we can we can head it to a break if you think you're ready for that too. Yeah, I mean, uh, everybody should be thinking about him. He was great, legend. You always know the name. Just yeah. It is even before you really probably even knew who Mike Pratt was. It was a name you heard because you heard everybody else talking about right, him. Even right, when you right. were just a, a kid, you heard people talking about Mike Pratt. Yeah, you're totally right about that, Jacob. Uh, you ready for the break? You I got think this. So, all oh, right, wow. intern Jacob's gonna do it for us. Here's the moment. It's going to a break and coming back. If he can do that, he can do it all. This is Kentucky roll call. We're thinking of roll Mike Pratt today, and we'll be call. right back. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Ah, the best freaking team in all the land. Woohoo! Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Roll Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. It's Friday, the weekend is here. Let that hair down and celebrate with some salsaritas. If you got a picnic planned with the weather being so much nicer this weekend, let salsaritas cater it. The food will be ready for you at either their St. Matthews or Middletown location, or they'll bring it right to you if you'd rather do that. You can do it all online on their salsaritas app. Taco bar, nacho bar, create your own burrito. You can do whatever you want when you do Salsaritas catering. And no party is too big, work functions. Maybe you got something for Father's Day. Dad says, I don't feel like really grilling out this year. Dad, Dad wants a break. You bring the Salsaritas to me. Doesn't matter if you just have six folks over. 
or if you've got 60. Salsaritas can do it all. Go check them out. Middletown has a drive-thru. St. Matthew's renovated last year, and both of them just phenomenal, phenomenal food. You will not be disappointed. And download that app. It'll save you time. It'll save you money. And you won't be disappointed. Salsaritas. All right. Uh, A lot to get to. NBA Finals last night. NBA is over. Over. Done. Finish. I accurately called the Warriors in six. The Warriors win in six. Wow. You're a soothsayer. Yep. Wasn't even wrong about one thing about that series. Uh, No game. I think all games decided by double digits. Man, it was um, it was weird. It was bizarre. Like I, I was just sitting there the whole time. Like, can we please Celtics just make it close? And they, they had a little run to eight. They opened the game like a bat out of hell. But another just, I, I don't know what it was about these NBA playoffs intern Jacob, but it was just every game felt like it was going to be pretty lopsided one way or the other. I feel like this whole playoff has been like staged. Oh, if they if it was staged, though, it was horribly staged because oh, it wasn't horribly. exciting. But it's it's just got the, I got that feeling something's not right. It, maybe maybe it wasn't staged. Maybe this was like you know the first year they went away from from some of the drama. Now I don't believe in the the fixing of the games and whatnot. But uh, if if people if this would help proponents of pro fixing games to be like, see, wasn't even all that exciting, was it? Wouldn't you have rather had some last-second shots? Kawhi Leonard hitting off the rim against the 76ers and going in sort of moments. Didn't have that for the most part this year. Uh, and the NBA Finals was just a total and complete joke. I, I bet those ratings are not going to be very good. Also, maybe because they don't start the games till 9 o'clock, which is ridiculous. But the Warriors win. Series is over. The season is over. And uh, smell you later, NBA. Smell you later. That's what i got to say. It was, uh, it was kind of fun. I don't know if fun's the right word, but you know you're watching somebody who's great when you were watching Steph Curry operate. A couple of those shots he hit in the third quarter to really put him away. He was putting him to sleep, and I mean. Kept waiting for the Celtics to make a run. I think they got it to like seven or eight, eight maybe. Yeah. And Al Horford had an and one, and you're like, okay, here they go. But they couldn't get stops. Draymond hit a couple of threes in the fourth quarter, too, that, you know, when Draymond's hitting threes, you're, you're just done because – that pool foul was terrible. And they called it on Pritchard. Yeah. Not good. And then also, like, can't you review that stuff? Can't you review foul, foul? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how their NBA challenge works, but it... That seemed like a pretty important play. It was clearly a wrong call. Like, that seems... I, I don't know. Maybe there's maybe there's some rules of the review well, maybe, that I don't understand. I, I mean, the coach has to initiate it, though. So maybe he just didn't want to burn up a timeout or something like that. But Could I be. don't... Yeah, no. Yeah, it could be. I, I, I've i got no clue. But that was strange. Everybody was freaking out about it, so it was universally. Anywho, uh, Celtics, good core, good team, maybe a piece away. Yeah. The only issue is the, the – I will say the good thing about the NBA is it does seem like the balance is much healthier than it has been, and both conferences look loaded, and that's what that's how it should look. Like in the East, yeah, yeah. Heat aren't going anywhere. They're probably actually going to only bring in better pieces. The Bucks aren't going anywhere as long as they have the Greek freak. The Nets, you you know that they're going to try to close in on their window. The Celtics aren't going anywhere anytime soon. And uh, Raptors are solid. You know, there's probably a couple other teams that I'm missing. The Knicks, obviously, are trying to get back as well. But you got a healthy core there. 
And that's going to be fun for years and years to come. And then obviously the West, it's even more loaded and has been for mm-hmm. decades in the NBA, but that's not going anywhere either. You could you could possibly have the Jazz fall out of the equation. They're frauds anyways, but if, if Donovan Mitchell gets traded. It sounds like they're blowing up the Jazz. I don't know who's going to still be around. I'm, I'm sure they're going to try to build around Mitchell. That smells like a Damian Lillard Portland kind no, of situation. I mean, they're, Mitchell supposedly wants out, but can only say so much, and uh, supposedly the Heat are the only team that really have the pieces to make a play, and one of those pieces would be one Tyler Hero. What a culture change. You're in Miami one day. Next, living large in Utah. You want sugar in that? Well, you can't. Speaking Caffeine? Of cats in the Don't pros, think so. Can we finally put to bed the debate that Tatum is better than Booker? Wow. Uh, probably not. Is that That's a debate? My. I've I've seen it on Twitter a bunch. I mean, I think it's certainly a debate. I think you could if you're you could make a case Booker's better, but I, don't I mean, they've see. each been to a finals and lost in six, right? That's true. Yeah, yeah in kind of similar fashion. Um, you would you could maybe argue that Boston relies on Tatum some more, but I hate saying this. I love Booker significantly more. Tatum, Dukey, also not like the most pleasant recruitment to follow in the world, but. So, not the biggest Tatum fan. He does. I think he impacts the game in more ways than Booker does. I think he does more. Great passer, better rebounder than Booker. Booker, I would take as a better scorer. I don't think that's really all that debatable. I feel like Booker's got more around him though. Like Tatum has to do what he what he does. You could make a, You could say the exact opposite. I think because Booker really. I mean, you got Chris Paul as the only other player who. Is going to go down in any NBA history, maybe DeAndre Ayton someday. He's young, yeah, yeah, he's um, young. But like Marcus Smart's one of the best defenders. Yeah, he was defensive player of the year this year in the league. Al Horford, while there are certainly better bigs, he's a veteran. I think it's probably about even now that we're talking about it out loud. That's a good question, though. It's good. That's I, I would be curious no other people's opinions on the Thornton Stexon Twitter debate because there. I feel like you have some validity to both sides, but it does feel like the Celtics are going to be. Good for a while. I don't, you know, I don't know their whole front office situation or anything like that. But it, for me, this felt like one of those where the Warriors. This was their time to get one. They, they I wouldn't say they had a cakewalk to get here, but I think every series was one in five games for them leading up to this point. Celtics a lot younger. This would have been to win this series. They would have had to win three game sevens in a row. I want to say. I think that's right. They won at least the previous okay. two series in Game 7s. Um, we'll take your word for it. But I, I felt like the Warriors, to to really cap – this this needed to be their dynastic capstone. Uh, Draymond, his time, his, his whole thing, he's just getting a little old. He's not as effective as he once was. He's on the back end of his career. He's probably only got two, three more years. Clay, I don't know how much more he can recover from that surgery or his injuries and all that. I don't know how much he's ever going to be like he was before. Um, now Could they always do... replace him with fake clay. Did you see that story? That's true. Yeah. Could replace him with fake clay. Mm-hmm. Which, if I'm that guy, would you do the, the court shooting thing or would you just like sit courtside and I... be happy, be content that you made it in? That's you a know? great question. If you didn't hear during game five and in, in... – 
the Bay Area, a guy that looks just like Clay Thompson, but I think he spent like $10,000 on tickets to be right on the floor, mm-hmm. but he looks just like Clay Thompson. Wore a jersey, warm-ups, the whole, the whole the, thing. The funniest Got through five part. layers of security, and then he just was shooting balls on the court, and it was, what, like 20 minutes before somebody figured it out? Yeah, and then they escorted him out, and they've since banned him from the Chase Center, which seems... For life. Which seems a bit extreme. I think that's probably the, just makes Clay Thompson's life more difficult, if anything. You know, that's you're the only person you're hurting here is real Clay Thompson. Well, what security person thinks that's Clay Thompson is like, wow, kind of weird. He wore his jersey to the game. Like, I, I feel like that should have been a red. Wear jerseys to games when you're walking in security before you've changed. I think he had like warm ups. I think he had like a hoodie on and stuff like that. I think he was hiding himself until he thought the moment was right. And I then think he, he had floor undid seats his jersey. For, yeah. Okay. And then I think he just like walked out there like he was warming up or stretching or something like that. Yeah, it would be fun to get like camera view of like, hey, here he is. He's mm-hmm. waiting for 30 minutes. Here's where he thinks he's. He takes off the hoodie, he unzips. Oh, there he goes. Now he's out on the court. He's free. Because I've I've had similar thoughts about that. And as somebody who has definitely snuck into places before that they shouldn't be, you you typically just you you got to know when to say whoa. I would have just said whoa once I got to the four, but then again he he had already I mean he had already paid for those tickets too. Yeah. So I think he would just use them. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the line of thinking there. I would have been very upset if I spent that much money to to not watch that game. Yeah, it's. Uh, but hey, well, he, he, was, he got his five minutes of fame though. He was doing his. He was doing his bit. Got his five minutes of fame. Text on into the Thornton's text line and pop on into a Thornton's. A week from today, you can get some free Thornton's donuts and see what they're all about. They're delicious. You can go in there and get a breakfast sandwich that's going to be hot, fresh. They've got people in charge of the food at Thornton's, making sure that it's operating, that it's good, not any gross expired. Get your preconceived notions of gas station food and pop by at Thornton's and let them, and you'll find out that, wow, this has totally changed. Things are a lot different inside gas stations, but not all gas stations, just Thornton's. Pop in, become a Refreshing Rewards member, download that app and win a $10,000. Mil- 10, 10 million, $10, <laughs> I'll take $10 million. Uh. I, uh, Summer cash bash, baby. Once you're on the Thornton's app, it's right there. It's it's easy to to get it going. So download the Refreshing Wards app. I, t- I tried something new this morning. I'd always, something in my brain about double sausage biscuit. Just like, do I need the extra sausage biscuit? I don't yeah, know how sausage, I feel about this. Sausage is pretty small by nature, trust me. But so I, it's always good to, to double up. Oh, I doubled up and it was, it was, it was outstanding. So try it out today. Uh, go win you $10,000. I'm going to win $5,000 this weekend. What's what's five thousand dollars? St. Paul Capital Prize. Oh, it's only five thousand dollars. Yeah, it's uh, five dollar fifty fifty. Oh my gosh. tickets. So you know, got my name in the ring. It's better than having somebody spend a hundred dollars for a chance. Like, give I me do a wonder break. what that ended up being at St. Edwards. Like, what the what the actual what the fifty fifty what 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 everything uh, how everything shook out. But played a few pull tabs too. Believe it or not, pull tabs not winners. Yeah, the Thornton's app pretty cool. It'll tell you the. The closest station to you, what those prices are, and you can, and it gives you chances to try to figure out where some cheaper gas is. Uh, and then the summer cash bash right there on the app. You click it, you're in, and you got a chance to to win the big money, which is always a good time. Roush is going to be at. Are you so you're going to get to go to the St. Paul picnic or no? No, no, we have the the wow, wedding so you're this talking weekend. It all up, and you're not even going to be there. I non refundable hotel, you know. Yeah, I don't know if I'll even be able to get over to Rayfield either, but 
trip. Which uh, is kind of cool. The wedding, Saturday, Catholic wedding, but the reception at the Derby Museum, and they're having night racing. Oh, that will be cool. Yeah. Because um, I had a friend who got married uh, you know, a week or two ago there, and it was a Saturday afternoon slash evening. So there was, I think, three races that they got to bet on while at the wedding. That's fun. That is fun. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll have to get a little show parlay going in between the oh yeah you the have first to. dances you have and, to. and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, gosh, imagine that. That'd be a good time. Uh, yeah, we're 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 pumped about it. A lot of good stuff. And uh, next Friday, you can get the do- donuts for free when we're at Oxmoor Ford Lincoln, right there off the waters and off Shelbyville Road, across from Oxmoor Mall, across from that Thornton's. And we'll have donuts. We'll be giving away some shady rays. We'll be talking some things and doing some stuff. Oh man. Soon enough, we'll be there and we'll be able to play Top Golf. That's going to be awesome. Doing, I don't think Top Golf probably opens up till like ten or eleven, so maybe we'll need to go get a breakfast or something. Right, but right. I, I'm, I'm pumped about that Top Golf. I've already told the wife, and it's really dorky because I'll probably end up having to do it by myself. I'm going to get in like a Top Golf league. They do those. Oh, that's they have fun. Like, like you know, maybe Tuesday nights men's league. Kind of like a bowling. You go and league. You, yeah, it's kind of like a bowling league. I, ideally, if anybody wants to do it with me, I wouldn't mind a friend going with me. Uh, of course, we have probably about a year or eight months before we got to figure out all this stuff. But yeah, it's coming along. It's coming along. Nil Top Golf. City's really growing up. It um. In in addition to the Top Golf, did you see what else they're putting in at Hurstbourne? Oh yeah, the Capitol Grill. No, there's um, it's it's the the going oh, back the apartments. In, yeah, so when yeah. you go back into that neighborhood, there's a couple big open fields, and they're putting just a massive apartment complex um, around that bend. And I'm sure that it's it's going to be loaded to the gills of people, and the folks in that neighborhood can't be happy. Uh, they can suck it, and. Truth is, like, you know, the fact that there's so much land over there as is, pretty crazy. Yeah, know, that they've been able to hold on to it for that long. a few folks that own a big chunk of it, but at some at some point people are going to see dollar signs, and that's going to be developed, a lot of it. Uh, I love that little polo field they have off the Watterson. It's when you get on 60, when you get off 64 and you're getting on the Watterson East, it's like along that ramp, there's this huge field. They'll do yeah. polo matches back there. Always really fun to see. So they have that, and also at Oxmoor Farm, they've got actual farmland. I have heard that the um, it's it's basically it's in a trust that you can't do anything. You, they can't touch that for 40 years or something. Oh, like really? That. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know that. That's yeah, like we're the the. The people who owned it passed it on down. That's part of the – got to keep it uh, undeveloped for a while. Oh, there's so much land there. And mm-hmm. A lot of it's really pretty. But, uh, again, people are going to see dollar signs before it's all said and done. So we'll be out there, and hopefully you can come out and say hello to us. We had a good time. We'll give away. be nice if we had, like, a big prize to give away. Um, I do want to give away a free foursome when we do the golf scramble, and we're closing in on that. We're we've we're basically between like two or three courses, and oh, nice. I'm just waiting for Dugan to to tell me which one and tell me the date, and and we'll be ready to rock and roll. I told him I'd prefer it to be a Monday or a Friday. I think those are just kind of easiest. Hey, long weekend. Let's let's carry it over into a mm-hmm. Monday and play some golf and not not have the Monday blues. Fridays are always a great time as well. Let's kick the weekend off early. Forget work. So it'll probably be a weekday and. Uh, I don't think it'll be anything like, hey, it's next week, or hey, it's in two weeks. We'll give you, I think, enough time to be able to plan for it. But hopefully folks will come out, and uh, we'll try to give away some big prize next week besides Shady Rays, which is a huge prize in its own right, Free Thornton's Donuts, which is a huge prize in its own right. Mm-hmm. We're trying here, folks. You know, one area where folks aren't trying is the U.K. baseball program. No, not, not trying at all. 
Um, John Hale. Yeah, he he spoke uh, with Mitch Barnhart. He waited for him outside a board meeting. That's that's how you get Mitch. You gotta you gotta get him in the corner. And yeah, because and that's another ridiculous thing. <laughs> Whenever Mitch leaves, and I'm so ready for that. Each and every basically thing that leaks out nowadays just gets me more and more ready for a new athletic director at Kentucky. I, I'll be ready for an old. Why are you making John Hale wait outside board meetings to be able to talk to you? You're the athletic director, dude. Talk to people. UK needs a whole freaking overhaul of the way that they do media relations. It's a joke. Talk to people. And you may say, and if you don't know really the details of how this works, you've never worked in media, you're sitting at home and you're just a casual sports fan. Usually you'll make requests, right, Roush? You'll, mm-hmm. you'll, there's somebody in UK athletics you talk to, you say, hey, I'd like to talk to so-and-so, I'd like to talk to so-and-so. And then you're just at the whim of what they say. Really, mm-hmm. they they could they could pull you around and make you. Well, how many listeners do you have? Can we see your podcast numbers? Can you send us this? Can you send us that? Because oh, we won't we don't talk to people that don't have a big enough following. Which our following is big enough. We pass that test. It's just annoying. Sometimes they don't do that. Sometimes they'll just say, "Yeah, you tell us who we'll give." You don't know what they're gonna do. You're at the whim Usually, of their mercy. It's let me see what if they want to do it. Is is the that, our, well, our, yeah. our biggest problem with our show is. Well, I don't know if he's going to wake up or not because it's – I'm usually and, and of course, any time that I'm doing that on the basketball side of things or with Mitch Barnett, we can pre-record. We'll record it. We'll come in when it works for them. Just let uh-huh. us know, and we'll play it on the air. It's never as good as doing a live interview. But, yeah, it's uh, – yeah, that's what you'll get. Hey, let me see. We'll check. I'll, I'll reach out to them. But sometimes you won't even get that. Sometimes you'll just get, oh, we're, we're not really doing media interviews for the next Right now, yeah, yeah. We're uh, ladies, Check back later. Yeah. When? when? They don't tell you when the later is. It's frustrating. Yeah. I mean, it just it, – it is frustrating. So when Mitch goes, hopefully there will be an entire overhaul of how they do that. And instead of people having to, like – wait behind corners at board meetings to be able to get a quote about the pathetic baseball coach. And All of it's in the context of sports. Nick Mingione seems like an awesome dude. That's more important than being an awesome baseball coach. But in the context of UK athletics, being an awesome baseball coach is very important. And Mitch Barnhart doesn't care about that anymore. Or ever, really. After this season, in like three months, when this Alabama coach gets a new extension, Kentucky's going to have the second cheapest baseball coach in the SEC. And I can't help but think that Mitch just is cool with that. When the expensive world of sports, we're we're getting off easy in baseball. No, you're not getting off easy. And you spent forty nine million dollars on a stadium. You're just just to have it empty, wasting money. Really, and the worst part invest of invest more in baseball, invest more in a coach. Don't have the cheapest coach in the league, and start winning more games. The 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 worst part about this wasted time is. By the time he does get out of there, you're you're not going to really have that new facility anymore. I'm not going to say it's outdated, but that's not a real recruiting win. Check out our new baseball stadium that's six years old. Yeah, like it just it doesn't roll off the tongue quite the same. Uh, the 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 short version of the long quote that Mitch gave, or he hemmed and hawed quite a bit. Uh, we've talked about we were a couple wins short these last three or four years of getting in the tournament. Well, let's not talk about two wins. Let's talk about go get six wins and leave no doubt. That's what I told oh Mingio. We're screwed. We're screwed. That's that's his reasoning. There was also uh, this year he kind of blamed injuries. Um, what? Cole Stupp had a season-ending injury, one of the starters, and 
There was nothing we planned for with the pitching yeah. staff that was a little thin to begin with in terms of depth. That became a problem, and it took us five weeks to get our sea legs back and figure out how to manage that. Is it five weeks? Almost half the season? That's at least a quarter of the season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean that's five us. SEC series. I think you play, what, Kentucky went 12-18, and 18, so, so they 30, play. so you play 10, so that's half. That's half of your SEC slate. Yeah, I don't know if that was that wasn't through the entire SEC slate, but yes, that's at least yeah, a quarter just, of your just season. Yeah, but show how big of a chunk of time that is. That, I, I mean, it's the equivalent it's of basketball of just being like, yeah, you know, it, it, February and, and part of January, tough. Tough yeah. times, but uh, the rest of the season, not too bad. It's like when Stoops was going 5-7 and seven and winning the first five games and then not winning the last. Well, you know, we were off to a good start, but we just – we're real, real rough last three months of the season. It would be the equivalent of Mitch, yeah, Mitch Barnard just being like, you know, the end of February and March in basketball season, not what we were looking for. The rest, not too bad, though. You can't complain <laughs> about that. It's like, what are you doing, dude? Oh, those him and Holland's right. Those are terrible, terrible rationale. I like that he admitted that the pitching staff was already short to begin with. Why is that? Why is that, Mitch? Why was it short to begin with? Shouldn't that be, oh, that's not good because – Injuries don't only happen to Kentucky. They don't happen anywhere else. They don't happen to other teams. But but here's the thing, TJ, though. Nick Mingione, he's a leader of men, okay? He builds them up. Uh, I look at all the things he's done with our program, says Barnhart. The way that our young people conduct themselves, the integrity of the way he runs our program, no issues. And that's all fine. I'm sure that's actually true. And that that's cool. That's nice. But you can you could go get a deacon to run the baseball program and everybody's going to be totally holier than now, but it still won't mean you're good. Ooh, found out last night that my deacon, I used to jump in his pool when I was a, a troublemaking middle school kid. Mm. You, you jump from pool to pool kind of deal. Oh yeah. Turns out his house is one of them. It's called pool hopping. Yeah. Well, I called it that too. We did that. Didn't yeah. do a lot of pool hopping. Pool hopping fun. Cause it's pretty innocent tra- rabble rousing. Yeah. So there's, so it really Mitch just should have said, Hey, it's my friend and I like him. So he's going to stay. I mean, and here's the thing, TJ. There was a lot of really good kids in Joker Phillips' program, but I didn't like cheering for a bunch of losers. I would rather exactly. deal with a few problems here and there to have good players than uh, like that. The, the, nobody cares about grades and all of that stuff if your team is losing. And that's what they're doing. They're, they have not been good they're enough. They're losers. It's, a lo- it's just a loser program. Every one of your rivals is better. Can I go through the salaries of SEC coaches? I know that doesn't sound fun. I won't go through the numbers. But the highest paid is Vandy. Weren't they in the College World Series like two years ago? Oh, uh, Last year, I believe. Yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, second highest, Tennessee's coach. Just Tennessee baseball program five years ago was trash. Yep. Garbage. But they invested in it. Got a good coach. And they had one of the best teams in baseball history, but we love seeing them choke. Texas A&M, they're in the College World Series. Their coach is the third highest paid. He's a first-year head coach, too. They got him from TCU this year, and now they're in the World Series. The fourth uh, is Arkansas. Dave Van Horn gets paid $1.3 million. Mingione, $575,000 a year. <laughs> So he's making Arkansas a, great baseball. He's program. making a third of what the high end SEC baseball. And I'll I'll, I'll just finish it out here for the coaches that are getting paid a million dollars, a million dollars or more. Arkansas, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, LSU, Florida, Auburn. These and then and then that's the that's the list. And then it's, besides that, everybody below is getting paid. But I mean, that's less than a million dollars. Half of the SEC is. And, and more. every team I just named either is in the College World Series, had aspirations to be in the College World Series, or recently have been in the College World Series. 
Not Kentucky's never been. No, they've been to one Super Regional. And that's the thing that makes me mad is that, like, if this was year two of Mingione, one, I'd be disappointed and not happy about it. But if you could, you, you, what's going to be a successful season or step in the right direction for Barnhart next year? Just making the to the tournament? Because that's not going to do me Whoa. any good. Just making the tournament and then promptly going 0-2 and, and being done, that's embarrassing. I, I think the only thing where I'll eat some crow and say, you know what, Mitch, you were right and I was wrong and you made a good decision to keep him around, is Omaha. Is going to Omaha. Because I think even if you go to a College World Series, sorry, I'm one more thing. No, even no, if you're you go, fine. Or even if you go to a Super Regional and you lose. Well, Mingione, you did that year one. Like, you almost kind of set your bar too high of what where things maybe should be, and they weren't with your players, which I think we're starting to see why you made that deep run. But I, I know I'm beating a dead horse with all this stuff. It's just unreal that it's actually the reality. It's unreal that it is real. It's also... Like that Mitch said, well, it's not just two more. We need to win six more. In the grand scheme of a baseball season, that's not much. Well, and it's I'm, also okay, kind of a loser. But yeah, they'll but go that, get a that's new what coach. I mean. yeah. It's a loser mentality, though. Like, we just need to win five more games and just to get to the tournament. You know? And it's... They, they're, they're closer to flirting with the SEC tournament bubble than they are the NCAA tournament bubble. That's embarrassing. <laughs> It's, it, and it's true. It's factually true. And, like, again, part of their going back with the Mitch Barnhart and, like, doesn't do interviews sort of stuff, part of it is because we criticize UK and we're not just complete and total butt slappers. But we're not employed by UK. We're not paid to be complete and total butt slappers. And I think you can make a case that people that care most about UK athletic programs are the ones that can call out the blemishes of it. That's what everybody says when they feel like they're being righteous. And I, this isn't a hot take. UK baseball stinks, and they need a change of direction. They needed a change of direction during the pandemic year, and now we're 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 long removed from it. The best friends, Roush, are the ones that tell you you have a booger in your nose. Mm-hmm. They are, and I, I I I I highly respect people that do that or that can tell you. You know what? You got a ginormous booger, but. Probably because they care about you, or I they usually, care about your appearance. I care about UK baseball. I want it to be good. There's a bat in the cave, okay? And Scrape it, that thing out. Get the bat cat out of the cave. <laughs> Have you ever been to a Kentucky baseball game, intern Jacob? Oh, oh the mic. You may the need mic. to give it the old shakeroo. Or the little thong. No, no. It, it's kind of gimmicky. You don't. You, gotta, you don't. You be be physical. You gotta. It. Yeah. You gotta really rough it up. Give it a little dong. No. And uh, then also, you is the mic on? That's another. Oh man, that's unfortunate. No. No, not good. But you have been to a UK baseball game, but you've probably not been drunk and rowdy in the outfield having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. And not 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 the case. It'd be kind of cool if intern Jacob could go to a meaningful baseball game during his college career. Yeah, you missed out on the cliff days. Mm. Those were hoots and hollers. Those were fun. Yeah, but maybe, maybe one day. Maybe one day, but I'm not, it just I'm not optimistic. Like, it's, it's like a whole other year. Whole another year losing. What's his right? Re- hey, Mitch, what's his record against Louisville? Do you care about that? It seems like you care about it in other sports. And that's the funny thing, though, Roush, is that like he, he, was, he didn't waste time on Billy Gillespie. He didn't waste time on Joker. So what is what is the deal here? Besides the fact you let your morals, dic- morals, 
you let it dictate your decision making, and it's embarrassing. It really is. That's no way to run an athletic program. You let the rich people drink. You don't let the average fan drink. You think alcohol, bad. And you think Nick Mingione, good. This is what I said like a month ago. I just I hope that the power structure at UK is healthy. And folk, the, the, the folks above Mitch need to start talking. They really do. Between UK's men's basketball, women's basketball, and baseball program, and football, probably the four biggest money makers or the women's basketball loses a lot of money. But in terms of what UK spending on athletic budgets, one postseason win thanks to football. The Big Four, one postseason win, thanks to football. <laughs> now, Kentucky's going to finish seventh in the Learfield Directors' Cup. Yeah, because the the winning the SEC tournament for the women's basketball team that was big. Yeah. Tennis obviously was great. That's good. I'm happy about that. One track and field. Why can't it be successful. high? Not there's no there's no law that says if Barnhart's gone that that can't get into the top five for what it's worth. I get that it could also go the other way, and then some other sports are thriving. I'm not. I'm not a I am appreciative for what Barnhart's done, but time has passed him by. Time to go in a new direction at athletic director, time to go new direct direction at baseball and uh start trying to improve the sports that are lacking. You know what I think why Barnhart really likes Mingione? A jersey wears in the duck out. Button. Top one. It's usually keep, button. Keep, keeps it tight. Yep. Keeps it high and tight. Yeah, think sure it's a top button team. All right. Well, enough. Uh, enough. People know where I stand on it, but the new we and you Roush was saying it all along. They're like, I think he's coming back. It kind of looks like he's coming back. Well, now we got the confirmation. I cannot believe it. I cannot I, believe it. Should have been fired the day that they weren't announced in the in the NCAA baseball tournament. During the commercial break, too, uh, I walked over. To TJ said, "Well, this is going to make you mad." He's like, "Check my tweets. It's, it's probably already made me mad." Because I, I didn't know exactly what he was referring to, and he wasn't going to say. I think he wanted to bring it up on air, and I was like, "Well, there's something already this morning that kind of got me worked up." <laughs> Let me check my Twitter. Hour one has come and gone, and it has been a real hoot. Keep the text coming in on the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Hour number two, we're going to take the daily double break here. We'll be back. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and intern Jacob having fun on a Friday. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and intern Jacob. 
as far as we know, intern Jacob did a bang up job there on the daily double. He did it. Here, Jake, I'm gonna have to. I'm you gonna try just it. show him the little. The you gotta just ding it a little bit. Sometimes you just gotta. It's not the jiggle. It's just the the bong. I don't. I don't know. No, I can't. You gotta do. The, you gotta tap it. Do the bong. Yeah, I don't know. I guess the gong's not working. No, no. Wow. Maybe Trevor just I, I finally just killed that microphone for good measure. He just took it out to pasture. But oh well, I guess um. You're gonna be, you're gonna be our silent. Your your shoulders are silently carrying the show, Jacob. Even though you cannot and your wrist cannot hold on to That's it. That's a bummer. I know it is a real bummer. Sorry about that, buddy. But you can keep just like banging it around and trying. Just as long as your mic's on, we'll hear it when it comes on. But uh, yeah, nah. that's a bummer. That's annoying. You're hour doing one a great was a job. good time. I think hour two is going to even be more fun, and uh, he did. He has done a great job. We're like we wouldn't be on the air today without him. No. So, you know, it's ha- also pretty fun. Happy to happy to have him. Yes, what is fun? Just going out and wearing your shady rays. <laughs> yeah, it is. Especially on a sunny day. Probably gonna. I, I'm sure of the how many. What percentage of our listeners do you think are going? Have plans to be in a body of water this weekend? Seven. Seven percent. Seven out of ten. Yeah, I would say closer to that. I don't know if I have any plans to actually be in a body of water this weekend. I need to change that. I need to find a body of water. Yeah, Johnny, get, get your pool. It's <sighs> a joke. Seriously, your brother. Can we just have him on once to just like harass him for two hours? Yeah, sounds good to me. I'm yeah. going to harass him on the golf course for longer than two hours oh! on Sunday. Take that, Johnny. Take that. But you'll be rocking your Shady Rays out there. Absolutely. And you'll be using promo code Big X to get I've, 25% off? I've actually never – I've – double negative coming. I've never not been the best dressed in a golf group. Isn't that crazy? I will say – I may not win the match yep, unless yep. it's against my brother, in you, which case I will. You do have I'll, some sharp golf shirts. Always will win the attire. Even And that's where Justin – that's the only time he ever looks presentable at, at all in life. And – he he was he was gunning for you the last time we played together, but I mean, hard to beat the sports talker when he's got the shady rays on. Those great polarized sunglasses. And it, it all shadyrays.com. I mean, they really really ties an outfit mm-hmm. together, kind of like a rug in a room. Just really brings it all together. They've got tons of different styles, different colors. Go to shadyrays.com. Women's kids, adults, fishing, golf, cars. Just every kind of style you can imagine. Yeah, they got it all. Shadyrays.com. Promo code Big X for 25% off. What do you got? What do you got on tap for Father's Day, Roush? Um, I, you know, the thing is, is I don't even know how much I'm gonna end up seeing my kid because uh he's out having a ball with his cousin right now down in Alabama. They're coming back Sunday, but it'll still probably be brief before it's uh before it's his bedtime. So Probably not, not not even a ton of uh, dead time, but, you know, I'll have the golf get, one. Are you going to get, like, any a special meal of your choosing? or? I mean, we're, we're doing the Hamilton at night, so that's really just kind of I, – I, I'm sure – and I'll probably pick uh, a good lunch or something or a good breakfast on the way back home from Nashville. Have you seen the South Park about musicals? I don't think I have. Is it newer? Uh, probably like six years, five within the past five years. Yeah, that's kind of when I was starting to wane in my Maybe South Park watching. Years. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if I've seen. You it. should watch it before you go to Hamilton. It made me really appreciate it. I'm it sure. will. It's only a twenty minute episode. It's pretty good. Okay. 
Randy has found out in the episode. Oh that yeah, going yeah. to musicals is a is a free pass. Yeah, it's a, an aphrodisiac for the ladies. <laughs> it is, and then they, they talk about how there's a bunch of subliminal messaging in musicals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's songs you want to sing, but you just can't. You can't sing them. Oh, uh, but I was. I, that's kind of why I was really rooting for the Warriors last night because Game Seven would have been Sunday evening, and I would. That, could have been a whole situation where I'm trying to keep up with the scores. Don't have to worry about that. We'll still get to watch uh, the U.S. Open, though. Did you? How much did you watch yesterday? Because I admittedly did not watch much at all. Didn't watch as much as I would have liked, but still a, a good chunk of it. Did fall asleep during it. Um, oh, which is great. Which, yeah, but I kind of wanted to watch it. But the next thing I know, I look up and wife and baby are looking down at me. I'm like, how long? I felt like I'd been out for like two weeks. And it was only 40 minutes, but... Um, <laughs> Oh, those are the best naps, too, where it feels like you've slept two hours and it's... Well, know. I was kind of grumpy, if we're being honest, because I was just like, why Why did you wake me up then? Like, because she didn't need anything. She was just like, you're sleeping? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I was. Yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. And you are right. Like, I, it was perfect. I was refreshed. I was able to go to the cigar thing. Like, I, it was exactly what I needed. It was probably actually the perfect length. But, um, gosh, felt like I could have slept for days. Could have slept for days. But, yeah, I watched a decent amount of it, um, hoping maybe to, to watch more this weekend, although not 100% sure if that's going to happen. Intern Jacob. You at least phone. got Sunday. You at least got Sunday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but good stuff. Phil Mickelson stinks. Yep, yep. Um, man, one of Luckett's picks doing great, too. Off the board, Aaron Wise, two under. I know it's still early, but that was another. He called that his Mito Pereira of this one. Of, of this tournament and oh. didn't get my pick in and there he is just sitting pretty up there yeah my only stinker that i had was uh was henley was six over yeah yeah lucky was on henley as well um that would have been a pick he, he hasn't been as i had him i think in the last tournament as well um how's uh how's our boy jt doing he's doing fine I two thought over I, yeah is that what he finished he, he was three over yesterday um, but he, he's, he's got a stroke back this morning. He's already played two holes or he's played a hole already the first oh, He's one. played two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's two over on the tournament. So, you know, hanging around, um, hanging around in there. Be kind of cool if he, if he could find a way to, to go back to back. That doesn't happen too often in the, uh, major golf ranks. No, you, you hardly ever see it. Well, rarely. Rarely. All right, uh, get your text into the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. I say we head on over to the Thornton Sex Line. Let's take a stroll on over there. The first one says, a more physical Kevin Knox is my Livingston comparison. I think that's a bad comparison, respectfully. Also, I just don't even know how I... If Livingston shoots anything like Kevin Knox, then we are in for such a treat that you may as well just go ahead and book your Final Four plans immediately. But saying a more physical Kevin Knox... it's like saying an Isaiah Briscoe that can shoot or something. I just can't imagine that because it's not they that just is not anything. It, it's it, taking what, a the biggest flaw from an otherwise great player <laughs> and just saying like, "Ha, yeah. perfect player." Because if Kevin Knox was physical, where's the weakness there? That's, that's what I mean. Yeah, I, and so, that's why I say if you're right and that's Livingston, then where's the weakness on this Kentucky team? I mean, he's built like Poitras, but he's a skilled player, and I, that's why it's it's difficult. I mean, maybe you could say the real T. Jones, 
Would, would that be the fairest? Yeah, but the thing is, he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot more than Jones did, like in terms of dribbling. They're, Livingston's handles need to get better from everything that I've seen and I've heard, but they're there. Jones couldn't really dribble so much. He would do the. Um, he'd go. He'd take a guy. He left. would do a pump fake, yeah. drive left, take two spin. dribbles, spin move, yeah. and then shoot with his left hand over his left shoulder, which is just bad basketball. But it worked a lot because he could just bully you. Oh, he's an awesome college player, Terrence Jones. If Livingston's anything like Terrence Jones, being for a real treat, but Terrence Jones was a bona fide true four. Livingston's going to be playing three for Kentucky. And that's part of the reason why they weren't so eager just to go get another body to replace Sharp is because they were like, Livingston's going to be really good. Like we, we, we like what we've got here. But shooting, I think, is going to be his biggest issue. I think turnovers will be an issue with him. Yeah, now, yeah, especially early on. Yeah, and he'll have plenty of time. All we're worried about is what he's going to be come March, and I think sky's the limit for him. But there's going to be some growing pains with Livingston is my prediction. Ooh, okay. Who will have a better dunk this year, him or Toppin? Toppin. Always say topping when it comes to hopping. That's what I'll. I do think Livingston could have a Willie Cauley style like moment where he just absolutely murders someone. Like he dunks on somebody and the person just poofs to dust and they're gone. And it's like what? There's poop on the floor. Actually, Mm -hmm. that's all that's left. Ooh, gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just absolutely obliterating someone. Yeah, be like the uh, what was that show? The others on HBO. I don't think I ever watched that one. 3% of the population just disappears. I did watch it. Wasn't that a Mark Wahlberg movie? Like M. Night Shyamalan, Mark Wahlberg? Didn't that happen? The Leftovers was the HBO show. You probably saw the Mark Wahlberg one. I want a Livingston dunk where the person's just gone. You don't know where they go. It's the Thanos snap. And we we get one really great season of figuring out where he is, and then two that are like, not so great. (laughs) And that's The Leftovers. 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. I understand the slight spacing concerns with this basketball team. That said, they should be top five defense and should be able to overwhelm most most teams physically. Man, and the they de- should. You're, you're spot on, Texter. Couldn't agree more. And the defensive thing, that's something that it's much more difficult to have uh, an affirmative, strong take on, and it's something we kept bringing up at the end of last season. As, as much as they went cold shooting, the defense really slid, really slid in that last month. Um, where they were top five basically the whole year and then finish outside the top 25 in Kempom defense. It it made little to no sense how yeah, they – Maybe injuries. Yeah, yeah, very very well could have. But to this texter's point, I mean, you, you have all of the potential to be able to have a top five defense year-round. And the amount of length you have inside, especially especially think at Kingsley to reclassify, add some more uh, rim protection in there. Be, be real nice, Car. Real nice. You gonna be excited about that roster? You get it, intern Jacob? Oh, no. he wasn't here for that. Oh, yeah, he wasn't here. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no big deal. Yeah, doesn't get it. Poor guy. Microphone. I know, you even did the, the, the dong. And it oh, didn't I was doing, I was real physical. Ripping that dong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do wonder what issues, intern Jacob. Is dealing with right now. He, yeah, he's on the he's been on the phone quite a bit, and he's kind of been frantic, like looking down, typing. I know, and I, you know what? I would rather him be a little on edge, a little too worried, than just completely casual. We also got to remember he's just tripping right now too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you seeing stuff? Is yeah. that pota- the potato seems- talking to you? <laughs> Which, by the way, I looked over there. I mean, that thing is. Have you touched it? Is that going to go poof one day? That's going to be the leftovers also. Yeah, absolutely. (sighs) Poof.
Another texter on the Thornton's text line says, Toppin and Livingston should both be able to guard three and fours at an elite level. Oh, yeah, totally agree. I hope Livingston kind of embraces that role defensively, and then I hope Toppin's ready to take some shoulders and play big boy basketball. Well, and there's also at least a little bit of leeway for either one of those guys to get in foul trouble. Because they're going to be kind of rotating the threes. You got Collins that can play the 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 four. That's going to be playing a lot of four as well. You can actually have some really fun small big lineups where it's like Collins, Livingston, Toppin as your three, four, five. Where that's a that's a big lineup without a true center, really. And I think Cal, I, I bet this would have played in his decision at least slightly. I think there's much more prevalent reasons, but when deciding between like Brooks and Toppin, because you probably weren't going to be able to have both of them for another right, season, right. they were probably sick of, of split sharing and splitting time with one another. Part of the reason they chose Toppin, and there's a variety of reasons as well, is that he is a little lighter and not as physical, even as a Brooks who we got on a lot of times because we wanted him to be more aggressive. Wanted to finish but the then, contact. Yeah, you mix in Collins as well. You're looking at a lot of minutes at the four from pretty thin guys. I wonder how much just knowing I've got one of the best rebounders in the right, history of college right. basketball down there with them. So I can I can go freak athletic and let these guys get pushed around a little bit because I know once a shot goes up, this guy, this other guy is going to be getting the rebounds anyway. So it doesn't even matter what I've got there in terms of physicality. I, I bet that played a role where you can be more freakish athletic and a little lighter on your feet because you got Oscar. And on top of that, you're also going to have Cason Wallace, who, if there's going to be a more, if there's going to be a bigger guard and maybe even a more physical guard out there, I'd love to see it. And I don't think you're going to be seeing it on a nightly basis. So you'll have a pit bull kind of leading the backcourt, and you'll have Oscar that's leading the frontcourt, and mixed in freak athletes all along the way. Those Hard not to get excited about. Those fours get to be so aggressive on the offensive glass. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? They just get to fly. The amount of tip slams, or at least missed ones, you know? Oh, man. Like I said, my buddy buddy came up with a plan. Just every time, just have runners at the rim on shots. (laughs) You know, it's going to work out sometimes. Right, right, right. Don't miss getting a body on somebody. And that is that. Like, Collins and Toppins going for putbacks, blocking shots. It's a lot of length. And I get it. I, I can't wait for somebody... You can tie, you can get all excited you want, but they still need to win in March. <laughs> you don't say. Uh, the other, th- I think the biggest concern when you're doing the the big picture about this team, though, we mentioned it yesterday the spacing. It does just having the summer to get five, four games. I forget. I guess it is four games down in the Bahamas to develop a little bit of that feel on the floor together as a team. I just don't think we can say enough, uh, enough about how valuable that's going to be for yeah. them. I mean, it just it just from a team chemistry standpoint, it, you do have a lot of people back, but in in Big Blue Drew's guy, Severe Wheeler, not as much as uh, intern Jacob wants to never see him dribble a basketball again, all because he wouldn't take a selfie with him. Those guys should make him so much better. This summer should make him so much better. Being here for extra time, I, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited. This is, this is the, uh, I, I had a feeling that this calendar, you know, we just needed some time to get away from last March, get a little bit closer to the season. We're there. I'm there. I made it. Still got a long way to go to actually get to the games, but I'm, I'm just getting those guys back on campus, having a practice, having a, a three-year-old or a third-grader's practice report to Kyle Tucker. That's all I needed to, to, 
to, to get to get fired up. Yeah, and the beauty of it, we won't have to wait too terribly long to to see these guys. Don't have to wait till November. Don't have to wait weeks and months. It'll be it's almost two months to the date, right? No, no, it's it's less than two is months. It, so it's is like, it the October like August tenth weekend? Yeah, it's like six weeks, six seven weeks. So oh man. Exciting stuff coming down the pipe for UK basketball. Mm. A texter says, podcast listener here, and I like all these basketball texts, by the way. That was some good stuff, and I agree with a lot of those texters. Podcast listener here, listening to those old leech calls gives me goosebumps. He's the greatest to ever do. And let's not forget about our guy, Mike Pratt, as well. It was a dynamic duo, great team. And uh, I have loved during the show today, Roush, just having Twitter open and just seeing the, the tributes. I love and also makes me sad, but... Again, you know, it speaks a lot about somebody Ooh. when you just see everybody have a story or everybody have something that they want to share. He posed for a picture with Keldon Johnson's dad. I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> that was the the picture that Tom Leach used. Yeah, um, which I, the year he started was two thousand one, two thousand two. So two decades on the sidelines for UK basketball games. I guess that would have been Tayshawn Bogans in 02. Is that team turmoil? I mean, it was, it was in that. Yeah. Because Tayshawn's All-American year was 01 when uh, he had 41 yes. against so Tulsa. Was 02. And then, Three was the number one UAB year. Yeah. Four was the Sweet 16 loss, I believe. Or no, Olivier to Bogans, or to Dwayne Wade. That 04. was four? Yeah, pretty sure. Or it could be flipped where UAB was 04 and 03 was, yeah, 03 was Dwayne Wade. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah. And then 05, obviously, the, the Sparks year. The end of Chuck Hayes, and then we start getting into the the Gillespie era shortly after that. So, yeah, gosh, that's a long time. Some of my favorite teams, though, and that's when and and I mean that just goes to show you, I kind of kind of grew up with Pratt. Those were my favorite teams. That's when I was ten, eleven years old. That's when your fandoms at its craziest. I'm making posters to put up on my locker. I had a I had a I drew a Twin Towers um, for Shigari and Wu. You know. The big seven footers, they couldn't be stopped. They were going to be awesome. That's true. And they were awesome. There's no denying it. Yeah. Um, I just kind of wish you got, to, I, I got to experience Mike Pratt play. What, I mean, obviously, way too young. Yeah. And one of the tweets that it's one of the great basketball what ifs that kind of Mark Story referred to. And uh, so the, the, the big, Three for UK back then. It was Issel, Pratt, and Mike Casey, who I believe was from Shelby County. And before the 1970 season, I think that was the year. Yeah, that was the year they were all going to be seniors. Uh, Mike Casey got in a car wreck, and I think that ended his basketball career. Or he broke his leg, and if he did come back, he wasn't kind of the same. Um, and that that's a big what if because uh, as Pratt told Mark story. He thinks they would it would have been a 50-50 toss-up between them and UCLA for the title that year. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, his his final season at Kentucky in 1970, that team had only lost one game going into the tournament and uh, lost to Jacksonville and got oh, yeah. Artis Artis Gilmore, Gilmore in yeah. a 106-100 classic, which that just would be unbelievable. Those, those guys uh, busted each other's chops quite a bit, too. He would always give Artis a little bit of – Crap, you know, man. In something about Mike's Pratt, Mike Pratt's voice, very just trusting. I, I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's like this guy, he knows what it is he's talking about. It was, the, it was the gospel, the gospel of Kentucky basketball. Yeah, he was Pratt spreading. fouled out of that game in '70. Bad whistle, 
Cap got screwed. Hosed. Wasn't it in like, down by Jacksonville or something, too? It I'm was just in making Columbus, that Ohio. So you are up. making that up, unfortunately. Yeah, making that up. Yeah. <laughs> right in Jacksonville's back door. A text to Columbus, Ohio. Texter says, Grady shot 41.7% from three on 211 attempts last year. Call it now over-under for Frederick on both percentage and attempts. Okay, what was the attempts o- again? Over on percent, under on attempts. I was going to say, he's going to take a loss. I think more people are going to be shooting threes. I think Wallace will. Wheeler will shoot more threes as much as people will hate it. Did you see the little video UK had yesterday of Antonio Reeves? Ooh. Didn't miss a single three. <gasps> We're talking about 41% from Grady. Antonio Reeves may be 100% this year. No. Folks. Wouldn't that be like I think, a fun start to a year, have somebody shooting 100% from three for like, Five games. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> Just to think how exciting. Just holding really your be. breath every time he sh- – like, can he miss? Yeah. Uh, I think Frederick will be right around 42%, so it'll be close. And then on attempts, I would guess pri- – well, also, I think UK's – attempts will actually probably end up being a little closer because Frederick will play more games than Grady did, assuming he can stay healthy. I had a dream last night that, like, I was interviewing Frederick, CJ Frederick, but it was kind of like – not an interview. He was like walking into the stadium, and I was just walking in with him, talking. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "Are you, are you actually healthy?" And he just like shook his head. He's like, "No, man, not healthy <laughs> at all. Like, I'm, I'm not at all. Never." And I was like, "No, no, you need to be." And he's like, "It's just not going to get better." It was a bad dream. Didn't like it. Mm. Texter says, "Good for James Wiseman. After all he's been through, he deserves this ring." He uh. <sighs> I, I... I don't know what I want to say I'm worried about him, but like he could be the the one thing about the Warriors, even though it does feel like they're on the back end, I've, Steph could probably just dial it back some with your Jordan Pools and Andrew Wigginses if those guys can take their game to the next level. I just think though that with Wiggins, Wiggins is the ultimate beta, does best as not a star. He doesn't like the mental pressure. That's my hot my hot Andrew Wiggins take. Which I don't think is that hot of a take. Well, out. he's found a role, found yeah. a good team, found a found a fit that that worked for him. Uh, I, I James Wiseman gets a ring. I'm more impressed that old Damian Lee gets a gets yeah. a ring. Champion of life, now champion of NBA. Which yeah. ring do you think he wears more? Uh, the, NBA I, Finals ring or I, I back. back? I I got your back. I got your back. We got who? Gosh, they even did a cheer at the. They were like, one side say, "Who's got your back?" The other side say, "I've got your back." Oh my gosh! How embarrassing! Anywho, good for Damian Lee. I bet he probably cares more about an actual ring than just. I don't know. Hey, uh, sorry for hosing you over and taking away your postseason as a grad transfer. Even though we didn't need to, we just did this. Yeah, we're a month away from it, so you were probably really excited about it. But we're going to be the ones to do it, and we'll be the ones to blame the NCAA. So stupid. Do you see Eric Crawford's love letter? Well, letter to the NCAA IARP. No, I did not. Just. Louisville's been through enough. The time of all this is the punishment. You don't need any other punishments. <laughs> Which, I mean, I really think will be I, part of their argument, right? I, I, boy. Won't like, it? I need to be. Won't oh, you that, just that, say time served? Yeah, but, like, that's, I'm sorry. That's also not how, if the, if the NCAA says, yes, time served, then that's fine. I don't care. But if they also punish, just the whining and crying that's going to come from U L. If you didn't want to deal with all this stuff, then don't cheat when you're already on probation. 
You all, like there's got to be punishments for rules, Roush. And just because the NCAA is slow at dragging their feet, I don't think that's that is the end all be all. There's your punishment. We're done here. Personally. And then I'm, I'm, it's got to take everything I have not to call into a radio show when they're like, postseason bans, they, they hurt the wrong people. You hate them. They're, they're hurting the right people. You as a fan <laughs> don't want your team to have them happen, so you're holding your athletic programs accountable to follow the rules. That's, they suck, and maybe they aren't hurting the right people, but they're hurting the athletic program. That's the right people. That's the target audience. They want the athletic program to feel it. And if you're going to break the rules, that's the best punishment you can give out. People are like, just do fines. Why not just do fines? What are you, Everybody's just going to cheat. Yeah, nobody... You've got to make it something that's really going to try to... And guess what? If you cheat, you may not be screwing over yourself. I've used that word too much today. I apologize. You may not be hosing over yourself. You can just go get another job. The kids are going to move on. Well, even more reason to follow the rules because then people are going to hate you even even that much. And even more reason for the athletic program to make sure their coaches are following the rules because they can leave and they can go, but the athletic program's never going anywhere. So totally disagree. Man. Also don't know if we need media writing letters to IARP. What we do need is to find where the thermostat is in here. It's a little toasty in here. No, nah, it feels good comparatively how it normally does. I think you're just sweating booze. Is that what it is? Must be. Let's go to our last break. We'll finish up this Thornton's text line. More are rolling in. Intern Jacob, I'm excited to hear what the heck's been going on during the break. Hate that we don't have a mic working today. This is Kentucky Roll Call. But we love that you got us on. Yeah. in touch with the show yeah um and we're gonna get back to the thornton's text on but since we mentioned it yesterday i wanted to bring up uh no nashville or cincinnati world cup sites yeah they, kind of a bummer. they they ended up they really went doesn't make sense to me but their reasoning was they wanted to do clusters because they thought it helped with like travel geography sharing facilities, blah, blah, blah. So Boston was a little bit of a surprise. They got one. Boston, Philly, New York, that's a cluster there. Mm -hmm. I mean, Toronto also got one. That's not terribly far from there, but a little ways away. Uh, Then there was Vancouver, Seattle, and San Francisco. That's another little cluster there. Even though it's neither that close to one another, but yeah. But like in the geography region. I I do win. And Kansas City got one. They were super pumped about that. It was kind of expected they would, but that was kind of your smaller marketplace that got it. But the closest to Louisville will be Atlanta. I was really hoping Nashville or Cincy would. If you did, you probably would see a little tourism bump in Kentucky, just hotels, Mm -hmm. people, even Louisville. Uh, So that's a little bit of a disappointment Nashville needed needed two more years to get their stadium in line. All their construction stuff. So they're going to build a yeah. dome, huh? Yeah. and uh, That's kind of cool. They're going to be hosting Final Fours if they do that. So well, that's not bad news for the Cats. And the, the plans aren't finalized, but I, I had to get this. I actually got into an argument with somebody last week. I was like, they're not building a dome. I would know if they're building a dome. And then I asked uh, I asked Tyler, and she's like, yeah, they might be building a dome right next to where Nissan Stadium is. 
Uh, apparently, they did a real terrible job building that stadium. Concrete falling apart. And uh, you know how you normally hear about, we need a new stadium. And you're like, come on, you don't really need a new stadium. Well, uh, apparently, like, Nissan Stadium falling apart. Uh, they do need a new one. The good thing is, though, wherever, if it's a dome or not, whatever it's going to be, it is going to be in that same spot, which is a great spot. Yeah, right down I, across the it river. It is a good Nashville. spot. Yeah, I've seen Clay Travis, among others, pushing for a dome, just saying. Because well, they want Super Bowl, Bowl you college have, football playoff it, it title. It is kind of true that if you're building a new stadium Might as well. and you're in a big city, I don't think it'd work in Louisville or no. Lexington. But if you're in a, well, you know, that crazier things have happened for, for at least college athletics. But yeah, they're not going to have a but Super you, Bowl. But yeah, I, I, it's, a, it's a good, it's probably a good idea. Although I like outdoor stadiums from time to time. Yeah, you can just—they just know they're going to get more big events if sure. they can. And I understand, right? Right. If they had a new stadium there, they'd have—they'd have a World Cup hosting, no doubt about it. But just yeah, a, a year or two, risky. yeah, yeah, year or two. But the, the whole list—it's—it's uh, it's out there. They're doing three cities in Mexico, two in Canada, and then the rest are in the good old U.S. of A. No, no major surprises. Miami. Yeah, well, I, I figured. I just figured from. Big a cultural standpoint, yeah. and you know that's the thing is that like Mexico is second in terms of resources and support with this stuff. Canada third. I think they, I think, go into some predominant, not predominantly. I don't, maybe predominantly Hispanic cities, L.A., right, Miami. Right. You know that not only will help Mexican soccer fans, but also just uh, Even- parts of the world will be able to speak the language in those areas, or mm-hmm. at least get away with it much easier than other spots. It'll be cool. It'll be sweet. I'll be. I'm pumped for a, a World Cup in the United States. Uh, Twenty. It'll be here before we know it. 2026, and it'll be sweet because USA will be coming off its first World Cup championship. Yeah. So then you'll just defending get to, uh, champs uh, hosting. Which yeah. Will be, which will be nice. Exhilarating. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, "Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this return of the pod?" And Roush, did you see it? The John John Snow spinoff show that has been in talks and developments and the works. I haven't heard about this. The works and the twerks. Is it just him hanging out north of the wall after? I I don't know how. Uh, do we do we need that show? That's what I. That was my first. That was my first reaction. I had to tell. I asked my friend. I was like, "So is it, is it, if it's a prequel? Like if we learn more about Jon Snow as a bastard and Winterfell or something like that? I'm out. I don't care. I, I know his story. Right. I'm good. So it'd have to be after. Yeah. He like goes to the wall, but but the I, wall's down. The wall's down, right? Well, he's got to fix it. The whole first three seasons. He's just, just building. <laughs> <hammer, hammer, laughs> <hammer, laughs> it's the most boring show in the world. Turns him more into like a tool time. He's show. just a construction. He's <laughs> yeah, but. My only issue with that is how are you going to make a show of like his life without having Targaryen fallout, Lannister fallout? Are you bringing back like Tyrion at some point? Are you bringing back some of his siblings? Because then at that point, it's all it just would become a continuation. So how are you going to separate him from people that you probably don't want to bring back or you want to move on from? Because you can't have the same actors. Yeah, but he would be the same actor. So Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington would be yeah. Yeah, and I, I haven't watched the the Obi Wan Kenobi, which I feel like that's a very everybody's just been dunking on it. Yeah, they horrible. they have been. I'm probably going to enjoy it just because I'm not a, a hater on stuff like that. But it, at least they're doing a what five? It's a limited series. There's only going to be five or six episodes. If you do this Jon Snow spinoff, 
by design, I don't think you can make it some big grandiose thing. I just don't. I, I don't know. It just seems if you can if you can make it a small deal, it can probably work. But I, I don't know. It it doesn't move the needle for me quite like I, I saw some. Uh, it wasn't really a trailer, but I just saw more footage of the upcoming show. It's going to be awesome. I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, awesome I'm, I'm nervous about all this. I, I also just, there's a part of me that people just crapped on the last season of Game of Thrones so much because it didn't have the happy storybook ending that they all wanted wrapped up needing a bow for them. So I also just think people are going to crush it unfairly and it may not ever really have a fair chance. But yeah, uh, they are in development, which we heard like four years ago they had four Game of Thrones shows that they had in development and a couple of them got nixed right away. A couple of them went a little deeper mm-hmm. and uh, then I think one got nixed and then one got actually pushed through and that's the one that's coming out this year. So Jon Snow sequel, we'll keep an eye on it. I'm interested. I just wonder how you're going to kind of disassociate from from the other folks. And also, do you want to disassociate? Because that's part of why we like Jon Snow. And all that, like we liked his relationships with other characters. I personally would be cool with it, but you'd you'd need the same actors and actresses, and I, I just don't know how feasible that is. He would also just be a, a depressing character too, right? Uh, there would Wouldn't be a, just... there would be a sense of like how much more like doom and gloom Jon Snow can we take? And can because like lighten up, Francis. Th- that that would be the central. Can Jon Snow find happiness in the cold? Right? And what if it's just like... I mean, he had to kill his lover. What if it's like Seinfeld? His sister lover. In Seinfeld, lover. Sis- Jerry, all he does is eat cereal or seemingly go on dates. Aunt what lover. if, like, Jon Snow is just... It's him hunting, killing, and going into caves and just getting whatever woman he wants. Cave life with Jon Snow. Can we bring back Ygritte? Shot through the heart <laughs> and you're too late. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, yeah, just... Yeah. Uh, I was, uh, Texter says, I was, I'm not sure you all are giving Scooch free reign or what, but whoever has been picking the music lately has really stepped up their game from Skinner to Biggie. Almost rather listen to the music than y'all talk about Airbud. Hey. <laughs> Nobody talks uh, smack about Airbud Golden, there, Golden there Retriever. Airbud, there was an Airbud golf movie, was there? Uh, don't know. <sighs> don't think so. One would have been tough. Although I have oh, oh oh boy the 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 tune in stream is down. No no, don't worry Jacob. We're not going to ask you to fix it because you can't fix it anyway. There's nothing you can do about it, and I don't want you to. I don't want you to worry, buddy. Okay, <laughs> you've got a lot on your plate. You're on drugs. You're under the influence. Just don't. Just keep it together. Remain calm. Yeah, some, ah! so, something's gone horribly wrong. Oh well. Hey, that's why you can listen to the podcast. Or can you? We'll see. A texter says, don't usually talk, but yeah, sorry for the technical difficulties. Not that you all would be able to hear it anyways. Don't usually like talking about politics, but it is funny that everyone else, is it funny as everyone else? To me, when Joe Biden randomly starts yelling in his speeches and press conferences, we know the guy's having some troubles, but it's like an SNL skit out there these days, LOL. It's it's hard to see. the, The SNL skit thing does get a little bit overplayed, but yeah, it is. That's the new uh, way to, to grab attention, just kind of by yelling. There, there, did you see the big local political news yesterday? Well, uh, the endorsement? Yeah. I, my buddy, my buddy shock, told me. Kind of surprising, because Daniel Cameron is Mitch's guy. I mean, kind of handpicked That's by McConnell, point. and him and Trump are not pals. 
And Trump went ahead and endorsed Daniel Cameron for uh, Republican for governor. Yeah, that's uh, not good news for Ryan Quarles, yeah. who I think was kind of in line, at least in terms of just kind of doing the uh, – I became ag commissioner. I've kind of you – know, He waited, paid his dues. Yeah, paid his dues. And he's been uh, – when I see his stuff, it's, it's like, yeah, you know. I think he's done a good job coming out of the pandemic. Where Daniel, kinda... Daniel Cameron, though, it just feels like he's just getting gifted whatever. I don't. Uh, I guess. I guess he kind of took a stand and got paid off. I just don't. If I were, if I were, I would lean. I'm just waiting for Kelly and Kraft to get into it and just be like, I'm out paying you all. Sorry. Yeah. Better luck next time. Seniority, money rules. See you later. I'm just waiting for her to do that. But Trump endorsing Cameron makes me wonder if she's if not, not going do to do it because she's she was, buddies. Yeah. I mean, he they were at the Derby to be together of, of Canada. So it, it was going. The fact that he does that makes me think that Kraft's not going to run, and I don't think Corals would be able to overcome the Trump endorsement in Kentucky. Yeah. Different spots, maybe it means more in other areas, but in Kentucky, most of the state, they're going to look at that. So, yeah, it'll probably be a Cameron versus uh, Bashir governor race. When is that? 23? Uh, next year, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, they wouldn't even do that. Because the... it was the year before pandemic he got into office. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. All right, well. Let's read the next one, 502-414-1450. Always good po- political talk here on Kentucky Roll Call. Huh. A texter says, Mingione gets a pass because him and Mitch are Jesus bros, plain and simple. If Mingione worshipped the devil, he would likely be gone. Probably wouldn't have been hired if he was in the church of the satanic cult or whatever it is. I love that Stranger Things brings up the satanic panic. That was, that was real big oh, in the 80s. Oh, it was a big thing, yeah. 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 And then who the- was the people down in like Arkansas that got arrested because they thought they were like doing satanic murders, but they ended up like not being guilty. Oh, the I, I, I've listened to a, a Stuff You Should Know podcast about the satanic panic, and it was maybe there was one incident, and you know, it kind of like the Salem witch trials. You just anything that looks yeah. remotely weird, you just devil worshippers, and people start freaking out. It's kind of uh, our, in our generation, it was the violent video games is going to make a uh, infect all of our brains. Uh, probably the pandemic is is more of a mass hysteria, but yes, violent video games were certainly up. That until, was a big, uh, yeah. yeah. That was a big. Yeah, remember when our parents big fear used thing. to be like, "Well, you can't you can't believe everything you read on the internet." Now we're the ones having to be like, "Hey, you, you know, <laughs> <laughs> okay, mom, Paul, but, uh, everything you're seeing ain't 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 the truth." Pretty uh, pretty funny though. The time that my mom figured out that video games have ratings. I was playing Vice City in the living room. Oh, she she no. she did not know there was such thing as a mature video game. Man, that's tough. <laughs> so you you probably got. Yeah, I made sure I never picked up any of the women. Um, whenever I was driving around Vice City. What? Well, not when she was in the room. There was a uh, his mom around. That was a wild. That was. I mean, just yeah, me like being like in fifth grade playing. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto, wild times. That turned out okay enough, I suppose. Yeah. A texter says, several thoughts, TJ. Tom Jurich is available, and he shares your initials. Think about it. Mitch is keeping Nick around because he's cheap. Just peel a million off a cow. He won't miss it. Last one, Nick, you have to be drunk in the outfield to watch a U.K. baseball game right now. It's true. I would rather be drunk in the outfield, but you can't even get drunk in the outfield to watch a U.K. baseball game. And I, I definitely think just like, hey, Baseball program is the baseball program. It's not killing us in finances. We're certainly not making money off of them. We're not paying our coach a ton. Steady as we go, the contract will end someday. It's a joke, though. Uh, you gotta, you gotta invest in it. It's gonna be, it's gotta, gotta get better. 
John here. Good TGI Friday morning. Wow, it's crazy that the Warriors have been in six of the last eight finals and won four, but that Curry's first finals MVP. Okay, that is wild. Okay, now it's time for college football and basketball, so hurry up and make me older because I'm ready. Also got a question for you. Can you have two teams you like in college athletics? I bleed blue and have for over 30 years, but at the same time, I've lived in the city of Evansville my entire life, and I graduated from there, and I've enjoyed the Purple Aces basketball and baseball. So am I allowed to like both? I know there's no real rule saying I can't, but we all know about the unwritten rules and fandom for any team. Well, what do you guys think? We'll got to go talk to you later. Have a great weekend. First off, John, you're generally pretty quiet on Min Jeon. Do you have any thoughts on him? Secondly, of course, you can be a fan of Evansville. Yeah. There's not a conflict really there with Kentucky and Evansville for the most part, few exceptions here and there. <laughs> and uh, thirdly, I thought you were going to be the Evansville super fan. The mega fan. Yeah, yeah Mr. You Wacky be, guy. Go be Mr. Wacky mega fan guy. It's only a conflict. I mean, you just can't. If they play each other, then you'll just cheer for the Cats because it's in your blood, and then you'll move on, and you'll be but, back to Evansville the next week. Being a Kentucky and Tennessee fan or something, those things just don't jive. But Evansville, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the next one is sending in an article from John Hale in the Courier Journal. Credit John Hale for tracking down Mitch Barnhart for this article. Mm-hmm. Nick doesn't disagree. This is a quote from Mitch. Nick Mangione doesn't disagree with that. There's no disagreement there. I think there's no doubt in my mind that they want the same thing to to participate. They look around and see the landscape of Kentucky baseball being successful, and they want to be in that conversation. Those kids want to be in that conversation. The staff wants to be in that conversation. They don't want to be the only ones not participating. They want to jump in the boat with everybody else. There's not a lot of there's not a lack of caring there. It's absolutely want to. LOL, what a dumb paragraph the texter said. No, duh, he wants to win, but he can't win with his losing system, Mitch. But enjoying saying the Eucharistic prayer with Nick this Sunday, Mitch. <laughs> Pathetic. In all honesty, that's the thing. It's just like, yeah, all right, Mitch, he wants to win. We get that. That is nothing but just word salad, that entire freaking long paragraph. Mm-hmm. Why isn't he? Why is he not winning? And the answer is because he doesn't get good enough players into UK, or at least not consistently enough. And the good players he does get generally leave, it seems like. Also, blaming injuries for the poor success of the 2022 season is a cop-out. Mitch, and he says, Mingione cannot recruit good players. There's one more quote from Barnhart. I look at all the things he's done within our program, the way our young people have conducted themselves. Yeah, what we talked about earlier. He says, since the players are well-behaved, that goes a long way, too. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. No other coach has gotten a pass like Mingione has. So what What are the similarities between Nick and Mitch and it doesn't take an expert to figure it out? It's embarrassing for Mitch Barnhart. Think of the worst golfer you've ever seen, Roush, then times that by 10. That's TJ. The guy just gave up on fixing the slice years ago, hits it maybe 180 yards off the tee, and by that time the slice is and the, and by the time the slice is done spinning. Also, that's... Fake, fake news from Johnny. Yeah, Johnny, I've... I've... I've seen the before and after slice. You, he's, you've, you've done a good job. Thank you. I Ralph. mean, it's still there. Slightly. But it's not There's as. Hints of it. It's not as dramatic as it once was. Because you used to just aim at a 45 degree angle to your left and it would go straight. Yeah. Now, now you, you've straightened it up quite a bit. And it would always clear 200. Now now I'm up like 260 regularly. Hey, old man. Johnny, golf. you're just going to get it, buddy. And you're. Uh, you're a mental what's your mental mole rat is a radio appropriate word that I can say. You, so even if you do get up on me, you'll fold like a chair. I know it. I know how to get in that head of yours. And I'm just physically more gifted and talented than you are, which is a big and better looking. Much better looking. Funny. Stronger too. Hilarious. Just yep. mm-hmm. uh, great personality. What's the origin? Or doesn't TJ have it all? What's the origin story of saying ah instead of of for a 
comedic purpose. I hadn't heard it until Roush. Not sure I understand. Maybe it's when you go. <sighs> no, uh, I don't know. Not going to be in a body of water this weekend, but after I drink 10 16-ounce Bud Lights, I'm seeing a neon moon at the top of my lungs at Brooks and Dunn Saturday. My life will be complete. Okay, so I was having this conversation with my wife. Send some pictures into the Thornton's text line. She's a huge Brooks and Dunn fan. Absolutely loves them. Neon Moon, I agree with her. One of the best country songs out there. But, so Bobby Bones had Ronnie Dunn sing that at his wedding. And even though it's a great song, that's that's like the least wedding song ever. That's a just, it's a song about being drunk and alone. And not, because you're, you're just sad because your lady's not with you. Yeah, pick, that, that, up, pick up a little bit more pep in this stuff in a song. That's what I mean. Like, I, I, great song, but that's not exactly like a romantic let me dance with my lady after we just got married kind of song. I guess, though, if you if you know Ronnie Dunn and you can get him to sing at your wedding, you're going to get him to sing any album. It starts and ends with Boot Scoot and Boogie. Um, that, I mean, that would be that, that would get the crowd fired up, that, right? Yeah, you don't want something. Yeah, exactly. Heel who, the who, toe, who, toe, toe. Who's not going to boot, scoot, or boogie? I mean, that's better than doing the Cupid Shuffle. Man. Or the electric slide. It's a country cupid shuffle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It gets the whole gets everybody everybody gets moving when you he hear the toe, boot scoot and boogie. Boot scoot and boogie. Genuine thought here, but there is absolutely no way Barnhart keeps Minji on if they don't have the same I mean I I think it's more so that they like actually had a little bit of a life at the end of the year. No, it's not. Give me a break. They they went. I'm sorry. I, well, no, I I just I just think that like when I get the seventh text in a row about like it's only about religion. I don't think it's exclusively about that. I think and it's it's some a, of. I think it's a big role, and I think also the fact that or that uh, Mingione is cheap. I think it's those two things that there's but but, else. but 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 I think we're just conflating rel- the same religion with uh, Mingione's personality is Mr. Upbeat Joe Positive. I have no idea if they have if they're even the same religion, but I think they share a deep religion plays a huge role in their life. They respect that about one another, and they're friends. And that would be fine if he was winning. But okay, to, to the the person does make the point though. Minjion seems like he was created in a lab by Barnhart. <laughs> totally true. That's a great text. In what world could a person not make the tournament since 2017 and keep his job? It wasn't even with his players either. Unbelievable. Yeah, and also in that tournament, you were promptly swept by your biggest rival who has completely just built a tower while you had her in shambles of the baseball too. program. That was, yeah. uh, like, it was fun. It was like That was great. That's what UK baseball should do. They should be in re- super regionals, and it shouldn't be a freaking blue moon when they do. That and was uh, a game too we sat next to each other at that game. I had a blast. Yeah. A, but we tailgated. We had a good time. Um, and that was that was well before radio. I don't even think we were doing Game of Thrones podcast then, were we? No, nah, we probably yeah we were. That was 2017. Okay, you just run together. Intern Jacob sounds like he's on Mars right now. How is he running the board? You all thought he was talking to someone for a while. Turns out it's Intern Cat. Well, <laughs> Sahadra's talking. Poor Intern Jacob. This has been a rough one for him. Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. You're doing here. a great job. I'm playing golf on Monday for the first time in over a decade. I need all the advice I can get from you all. Well, maybe just from TJ Scoots and intern Dingus because I hear Roush golf's like a double arm amputee. <laughs> Suck it, Roush. Hey, hey. And just because if you're an amputee, it's never stopped people from golfing before. Yeah. Um, uh, Ten years, that's a long time. Well, you got to understand, just try to be fundamental as possible. Try to make sure your stance is right and all that stuff. Have somebody that knows more about golf point it out to you when you're there. And then just live for one good shot a hole. Just try to find that one good shot. That's the beauty of golf. 
really only takes one to keep coming back. So you may have six, seven bad ones on a hole. Just see if you can have one good one, even if it's a putt, even if it's a chip, and then you'll keep improving off that. Uh, I would also add my, my biggest advice, Brad, this is important advice, and the only advice that I'm qualified to give, just enjoy it. Don't yeah, don't exactly. don't let don't let sucking get in the way of you exactly. having a good time because you're going to suck. Yeah, you're gonna suck. We all I suck, and I play I've played a lot in the last ten years. TJ and Nick probably hard to believe, but Mike Casey was the best player of the three. After his car wreck, he was a shell of himself. After the broken leg, he was never the same. With a healthy Casey, Caps would have won another title. That's a bummer to hear. And I, I've I've heard similar things. It's just you know so far away from my timeline. Right, but it sounds right. like that was a really fun era of UK, and I. I I wish that I was around for it. Yeah, yeah. Although not a lot of not a lot of championships during that. And then the last text is about the TuneIn app, which we are aware that it's over. And our show are down, and our show is over. We're out of time. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Everybody have a great weekend. Congrats to the old Charlie Stay cool. for getting married. Stay cool. Have a lot of water and be safe. This is Kentucky Roll, Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. Roll Roll. Roll. Just Song, on Scooter can suck it. Intern Jacob did a great job. Cotton in the ditch We all picked the cotton But we never got rich Daddy was a veteran A southern democrat They ought to get a rich man To vote like that